Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2321 with a release date of Friday, April 22nd, 2022, to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST, Ham Radio's solo crossing of the Pacific. Amateur radio gatherings prepare in Germany, Australia, and Dayton, Ohio. And special event stations mark a moon landing anniversary. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2321 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Shelbyville, Tennessee, here's Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. We begin this week's report with a story of ham radio and high adventure on the open seas. Japan's most well-known yachtsman, an octogenarian adventurer, is hoping to become the oldest person to cross the Pacific Ocean alone. With a radio, of course. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, catches us up on his journey. In 1962, Kenichi Hori became the first man to cross the Pacific Ocean alone, non-stop. He was 23 when he ended his journey from Japan 94 days later, docking his yacht in the U.S. city of San Francisco. Now at the age of 83, the seasoned sailor is on his way and ahead of schedule to becoming the oldest person to cross that ocean again. 60 years later, he is making the trip in reverse. He left San Francisco on March 26 on a yacht measuring 19 feet or 5.8 meters, stocked with food, water, a satellite phone and his preferred method of communication, an amateur radio. Although no call sign was listed for him on QRZ.com, Southgate Amateur Radio News reported it as JR3JJE. According to a report in the Asahi Simbun, the prospect of a contact with him had amateurs back home in Japan adding extra-large antennas in the hope of scoring some big DX. According to news reports, propagation has been something of a challenge for most. There's still time for a QSO, however. Kenichi was spotted near Hawaii on April 17th, and he doesn't expect to arrive home until early June. Track his progress on a map you'll find on his website. The address appears in the text version of this week's newscast script at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, l 2 bhf The next best thing to talking on radio is to talk about radio. And that's how one group of hams marked World Amateur Radio Day. Jim Dameron, N8TMW, has that report. A celebration of all things wireless, from Marconi and Tesla to modern times, graced the screens of viewers on YouTube and Facebook as the Tesla Science Center on Long Island, New York, marked World Amateur Radio Day Monday, April 18th. For nearly an hour and a half, three active, prominent amateurs on different life paths shared their personal experiences and their hopes for radio's future with viewers and program host Mark Alessi, the center's executive director. Ed Wilson, N2XDD, vice president of the Suffolk County Radio Club, Ted Rappaport, N9NB, developer of 5G wireless communications, and Major League Baseball legend Joe Rudy, NK7U, described why they prized radio for its emergency capabilities, its role as a spark for experimentation, and for the environment it creates to educate the next generation. 
The Tesla Science Center is named for inventor Nikola Tesla, whose lab was once located there. The center has been giving special priority to promoting the vast, still untapped potential of radio. Ed told Newsline that he is helping jumpstart an amateur radio group based at the center with a focus on attracting younger operators. Beyond the Ham's personal stories of rescue by radio and their hopes for future projects, they shared their enthusiasm for getting more people on the air. When Mark Alessi noted he is not presently a ham, Ed quickly jumped in to say, Not yet, Mark. Not yet. To view the recorded program on YouTube, use the link that appears in this week's text version of the newscast on our website, arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, N8TMW. In Ohio next month, there will be more to Hamvention Weekend than just Hamvention. Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, tells us about one option visitors will have. It's become a Hamvention tradition. Expanded hours for visitors at the National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting during Hamvention Weekend next month. The museum and the Westchester Amateur Radio Association are looking forward to hosting convention goers and providing a look at the exhibits, which include the Robert Drake collection of radios and the recently restored transmitter that provided the first VOA broadcast into occupied Europe on February 1st, 1942. Meanwhile, if you're hoping to get in some CUSOs while you're spending the weekend in Ohio, licensed amateurs will be able to operate from the club's WC8 VOA station on the premises. The expanded hours are Thursday, May 19th, Friday, May 20th, and Saturday, May 21st from 1 to 9 p.m. and Sunday, May 22nd from 1 to 5 p.m. Admission is $10 at the door. The museum is a short drive from the fairgrounds in Xenia. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Another amateur radio reunion among friends is taking place in Germany in just a few weeks. Ed Durant, DD5LP, brings us those details. After a difficult period of cancellations of in-person gatherings around the world, Europe's number one amateur radio event, Ham Radio Friedrichshafen, is calling itself a reunion with friends. A theme shared by another of the world's major ham radio exhibitions, Hamvention in Xenia, Ohio, in the US. The event website says that Germany looks forward to playing host to the world at the 45th International Amateur Radio Exhibition at the Neue Messe in Friedrichshafen from June 24th to 26th. It is important to note that tickets are only available online, so those attending must have tickets in hand when they arrive at the venue. Tickets can either be printed or displayed at the event from a mobile device. For full details, including the currently in effect COVID-19 health protocols, visit the website, whose address appears in this week's text version of our newscast at arnewsline.org. From at Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. One more gathering of hams, this one in Australia, is getting ready to open its doors. John Williams, VK4JJW, brings us that story. Registration has begun for amateurs wishing to attend the annual general meeting and virtual conference of the Wireless Institute of Australia. The event, which will be a hybrid of in-person and virtual events, is coming up fast. It's taking place on the 7th of May and will be streamed from Hobart, Tasmania. The focus this year is on Antarctica, and a number of presentations will be exploring the roles that wireless communication has played throughout history, including 
including the Australasian Antarctic Expedition that took place from 1911 to 1914. Microwave experimenter Rex Monker, VK7MO, who is a former director of the Australian Antarctic Division, will discuss his work at the helm of the division from 1988 to 1999. Peter Yates, VK7PY, and Kim Briggs, VK7KB, who are both with the Australian Antarctic Division, will talk about the current challenges facing Antarctic communications. For additional details about costs, viewing the live stream, or registering to attend in person, please see the link in the text version of this newscast script at arnewsline.org. The event is being hosted by the Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania. Family Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. It's time to think about the next generation of radio operators and appreciate their skill and dedication. Perhaps one of them will be the next recipient of the Amateur Radio Newsline Bill Pasternak Memorial Young Ham of the Year Award. Consider nominating an amateur radio operator 18 years of age or younger in the continental United States with talent, promise, and a commitment to the spirit of ham radio. Find application forms on our website, arnewsline.org, under the YHOTY tab. Nominations close May 31st. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the W0EF repeater in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, on Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. Classes are getting started for Canada's Basic Operating Certificate, and the course is being offered online. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, has the details. Candidates for Canada's Basic Level Amateur Radio Operator Certificate are beginning their studies on Sunday, April 24th, and will continue through Thursday, June 30th. This is an online course for anyone interested in a Canadian operating certificate, including candidates in overseas countries. The classes are being conducted with the help of the Annapolis Valley Amateur Radio Club of Nova Scotia. The coursework prepares candidates for the Innovation, Science and Economic Development Canada Basic Qualification Level Operator Certificate Exam. Al Penny, VO1NO, is the instructor for the three-hour classes, which meet on Thursday evenings and Sunday afternoons. To inquire about costs and registration, contact the course administrator via email at basiccourse, that's one word, at rac.ca. The sessions are being recorded, so should anyone miss a class, they may catch up on the material. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF. An emergency response team of teens, some of them amateur radio operators, has received an award from a top U.S. government agency. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, has the details. A high school emergency response team that includes several amateur radio operators has been recognized by federal officials for their crisis preparedness work. The U.S. Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, has presented its Region 6 Youth Preparedness Award to the Clovis High School Teen Community Emergency Response Team in Clovis, New Mexico. The team is known by the acronym CERT. The team has been training under the guidance of the city's emergency management director, Dan Hearding, KG5DTV, who shares the award with them. According to a news story on the KCBDTV website, 
The young CERT members have already been deployed to three community events and collectively donated 856 hours of their time. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. It's been 50 years since the historic moon mission known as Apollo 16. Amateurs around the U.S. will agree. That's reason to activate some special event stations. Paul Brown, WD9GCO, has those details. If you remember NASA's Apollo 16 moon mission, or even if you weren't around back then, you don't want to miss the 50th anniversary celebration of that historic journey, which was the fifth moon landing mission. NASA on the air special event stations around the United States will be on the bands between Saturday, April 23rd and Wednesday, April 27th, marking the milestone. Different local NASA radio clubs will be active at different hours, so check the spotting clusters or the NASA on the air WordPress blog site. The many participating clubs at NASA sites include the Ames Research Center Amateur Radio Club, NA6MF, in California, the Glenn Research Center Club, NA8SA in Ohio, the Goddard Space Flight Center Club, WA3NAN in Maryland, and the Stennis Space Center Club, N5SSC in Mississippi. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. In the world of DX, listen for Fabian DF3XY using the call sign 3B8 stroke DF3XY in Meridius between May 21st and June 2nd. Listen for him on 40, 30, and 20 meters, where he will be using mostly FT8. QSL via DF3XY, direct, by the Bureau, and EQSL. Cards are also welcome from SWLs. Byron KF8UN will be active as 4L stroke KF8UN from Georgia between May 9th and 11th, but it is possible he'll be there a bit later. He will also be on the air as T8 stroke KF8UN from Turkey between May 22nd and 24th. He will be operating on 20 meters SSB most of the time. QSL via his home call sign direct. The fourth activation in the Israeli Land of Craters program is taking place between the 13th and 14th of May. Be listening for operators using the call sign 4X0RMN from the Negev Desert. Reference numbers for this crater, known as the Ramon Crater, are F30BS, Maidenhead WW Grid Square KM70JO, and WWFF Reference 4XFF0020. Radio amateurs working three of the four craters are eligible for a certificate. Be listening on 80 through 10 meters where the team of operators will be using CW, SSB, and FT8. They will also use the QO100 satellite. QSL via 4X6ZM, direct by the Bureau, EQSL, or LOTW. Finally, when we talk about being remote, we're usually referring to people who are distant from one another. Here's how one unique amateur radio project, a new remote operation with its QTH in Canada, has redefined the meaning of that word, bringing people together from all over. Ralph Squalacci, KK6ITB, tells us what has made it so successful. The heart and soul of the remote HF station operated by the Inverhuren Ham Radio Club, VE3IHR, is the Kenwood TS850 that Rob Noakes, VE3PCP, inherited when his father became a silent key. Controlled by Remote Ham's software and connected to a seven-band, ground-mounted vertical antenna, 
What was once the pride and joy of his dad's shack has become a valued key that has begun to unlock access to HF for amateurs worldwide. Some are living where an HF station does not exist or is not possible. Others are away from home for extended periods. Add to those groups an international collective of YLs, including Maria, R3TM, Biggie, DK3YB, Marija, YU3AWA, and Raisa, R1BIG, who worked one-on-one with Rob to help coordinate operations for YLs and youngsters into this new remote project. On Sunday, April 17th, a day before World Amateur Radio Day, the YLs and youngsters got on the air using the remote station's new call sign, VA3YLR. Rob told Newsline there are now seven YLs from five countries and four young hams from two countries, all operating remotely through the station. Rob told Newsline that, quote, Ham radio should be kept as an open line of communications regardless of what may be happening, and we fully support that notion, end quote. As the community of users continues to grow, what seemed so remote is now well within the reach of many. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ralph Squillace, KK6ITB. With thanks to AMSAT News Service, the AWRL, the Asai Shimbun website, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, Ed Wilson, N2XDD, Jocelyn Brault, KD8VRX, stroke VA2VRX, KCBDTV, NASA, Ohio Penn DX, QRZ.com, Radio Amateurs of Canada, Rob Noakes, VE3PCP, Southgate Amateur Radio News, Shortwave Radio.de, Tesla Science Center, U.S. National Park Service, Wireless Institute of Australia, YouTube, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH, in Shelbyville, Tennessee, saying 7-3. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022, all rights reserved.